You're listening to Martin Wolf's podcast from the Financial Times. It has taken longer than Mervyn King expected. But as the then Deputy Governor, now Governor of the Bank of England, foretold in 1997, the lost art of letter-writing has returned to British life. A decade after the incoming Labour government granted the bank operational independence, inflation has exceeded its target by more than a percentage point. The letter this has triggered is sober, if not boring, as Mr King has long wished monetary policy itself to be. But the moment itself is not boring. It is indeed surprising that this moment has taken so long to arrive. As the bank pointed out in its evidence to the Commons Treasury Committee's inquiry into the performance of the Monetary Policy Committee over the past ten years, Initial calculations suggested that inflation was likely to be more than one percentage point away from the target around 40% of the time. This, then, has been an astonishingly successful regime. Mr King has even referred to the period as the nice, non-inflationary, consistently expansionary decade. Moreover, that success is not just due to an absence of shock. Think of globalisation, the emerging market financial crises of 97 and 98, the stock market bubble and subsequent bursting, the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001 and the tripling of oil prices. Domestically, the UK has also experienced a tripling of house prices, huge net immigration and the introduction of the minimum wage. The regime has worked because it has for the first time in UK history, made the future value of fiat, or government-created money, credible. The UK is not alone in this, although its record has been particularly good. Similar regimes have achieved comparable results elsewhere. It is true one can quibble about some aspects. The process of appointment of members of the MPC is opaque, and qualifications for membership unclear, and the period in office of outside members may be too short. A bigger mistake was the Chancellor's decision to shift the target from the Retail Prices Index, less interest rates, RPIX, to the Consumer Price Index, CPI. The latter tends to diverge too frequently and too much from movements in the better-known and somewhat more representative RPIX. In March 2007, the gap between the annual increase in the two measures was 0.8 percentage points, almost half the target itself. The big risk now is that the higher level of the RPIX will trigger a wage price spiral. Yet the UK has at least been saved from something far worse membership of the European Monetary Union. The Bank of England's intervention rate has been above those of the Bundesbank and then the European Central Bank since April 1994. The average difference over this period has been as much as 2.2 percentage points. Inside the Eurozone, then, the UK would have experienced a vast credit bubble which would have destabilised the Eurozone a bit and the UK a lot. This then has been a good, if not perfect, regime. 
But any regime is only as good as those operating it. So has the MPC made big mistakes? If one goes back to the inflation report of May 2005, one finds that the possibility of breaching the target was set at 1 in 40. Since 10 years have 40 quarters, that looks spot on. My worry is rather that the MPC's analytical framework is partially mistaken. As Mr King's letter to the Chancellor shows, special factors explain only about a half of the pickup in CPI inflation over the past year. Price pressures abroad, reflecting robust growth, tight capacity and the ability of business to rebuild profit margins despite sterling strength. Language like this, combined with the way the growth of the broad money supply has risen from about 6% in 2002 to more than 12% in the past 12 months, is worrying. I consider myself a lowercase monetarist. I understand that it is hard to measure money today. I understand, too, that the relationship between money, nominal demand and inflation has, in the late Milton Friedman's famous words, long and variable lags. But when broad money is growing at 12%, in an economy growing at 2 to 3% with a 2% inflation target, alarm bells go off. Whether or not members of the MPC share my concern, they must at least understand the catastrophic consequences of letting inflationary expectations slip the leash once again. An obvious asymmetry exists between the costs of exceeding the target and those of falling beneath it. Nobody doubts that the MPC would to try to bring inflation up again, since doing so will be popular. But many might doubt that it will bring it down again, since doing so must be unpopular. For that reason, the likelihood of embedding expectations of higher inflation is high, as are the costs of lowering it again. Even if the MPC expects immediate relief from lower energy prices, it must now raise rates decisively. It must not permit the awakening of the inflationary ogre. If that means a bit of overkill, so be it. Thank you for listening. To read Martin Wolf's columns online, please go to www.ft.com forward slash wolf.